Hi everyone, and welcome to Three Years Frozen, the podcast. First, let me tell you who I am. I am your host, Matt Crollo, a criminal defense lawyer in Los Angeles, California. After graduating from Harvard Law, I became one of the best lawyers for serial killers in the country. A girl went, went missing when her car broke down. After tons of investigations, the case went unsolved, but she was found three years later in a very cold place. Denise Huber was 23 years old from Newport Beach, California, which is just outside of Los Angeles. She had recently graduated from college. On June 2, 1991, Denise and her boyfriend Steve Horrocks were supposed to go to a concert. But when Steve found out at the last minute he was going to have to work that night, Denise decided to invite a friend. The friend Denise invited was Robert Calvert. Denise and Robert drove Denise's car to the concert. Denise and Robert went to the concert and then decided to go to a local bar. Once at the bar, they met an old acquaintance of Denise. Ross, Ross wanted Denise to leave with him. She didn't. She didn't. Later, she left the bar with Robert. Denise drove Robert home and headed back to her house. On her drive back to her house, she got a flat tire on the highway. She pulled over between two call boxes, but didn't make a single call. She was never seen again, alive. I interviewed a local police officer who worked the case. Here's what they said. We started by looking into the boyfriend, Steve Horrocks, but he had a solid alibi of being at work. Then we looked into Robert Calvert, but he was dropped off at home and couldn't have been the killer. And even when we looked at Ross, he also had an alibi and couldn't have followed Denise. We didn't have any more leads, but we hoped she'd run away with her boyfriend, but we never did find any evidence of that. Three years later, in Phoenix, Arizona, the police are called on a weird site. In a driveway, there is a rider truck with an electrical cord going to it. When the police arrive, they realize the truck had been stolen three years ago in Los Angeles, California. The police decide to enter the truck behind a pile of garbage bags. The electrical cord leads to a deep freezer. The freezer has a padlock on it, and when they cut it off, you notice there's blankets. In there, when one of the police officers feels one of the blankets, it feels like a human limb. They immediately arrest the current homeowner, John Famolaro, who owns the house. But no one knows whose body is in the freezer. The freezer is brought to the medical examiner with the body inside of it. I reached out to the medical examiner. Here is what she said. When the freezer arrived, the body was in almost perfect condition, but we had to move fast because the body would deteriorate fast. We first took fingerprints of the body and rolled them onto paper as if the fingers were from a live person. Then we drained the fluid from the body and took some bone marrow out. When we ran the fingerprints in the database, the results came back and the body belonged to Denise Hubber. Detectives said that Famolaro was very cooperative and that he did everything he was told. He answered all the questions, but didn't seem to know how the body ended up at his house. But when the detectives got a search warrant for the house, 
they found a dungeon in his basement and a box in his garage where two with two pairs of bloody clothes. One pair belonging to him and the other pair belonged to Denise Huber. When they interviewed one of his girlfriends, this is what she told them. That Farmalaro had tied her up naked and left her in front of a window for hours. When the police looked into John's past, they found out he moved out of Los Angeles three years ago. When Los Angeles police searched Famalaro's old residence, which was a unit in an industrial park, they found blood. I reached out to one of the CSI members, and this is what the CSI member told me. When we searched the warehouse, it was clean, but there had been other tenants after John Famalaro. There was nothing anywhere, except for in the back corner there was dried blood underneath the carpet. We gave it to the medical examiner, and they compared it to the bone marrow found in the body. It was a match. Although no one knows for sure, it is believed that Famalaro saw Denise broke down on the side of the road. He offered her a ride, and she accepted. He then brought her to his warehouse, where he killed her. He then brought the freezer and stole the truck within three days of killing Denise, and then he moved back to Phoenix. At the tri trial, Famalaro pleaded not guilty. In July of 1994, he was found guilty of kidnap and murder. He was sentenced to death. He is currently still alive at San Quentin State Prison in California, awaiting his execution. Many of the detectives were asked if they think Denise was Famalaro's first victim. Almost all of them said that they think he has killed before. It turns out they were right. Another girl has since come out. She said that she was held captive by Fire Malaro, but that she was able to escape. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thank you all of you that stuck along for the entire podcast. And once again, I'm Matt Carollo, and I will see you all next time.